Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Folks, we're going to talk about the Seattle housing market, what is really going on. I've seen in the comments and my Twitter page, yes, you can follow me on Twitter at one rental at a time, that everybody is saying, Michael, you don't get it. Seattle is crashing and it's falling apart. And I keep saying, you know what? I talked to a 1% agent top 1% agent in the country who happens to call Seattle her backyard. So let's talk to Beth Traverso and just see what is actually happening in Seattle today, not October, because there's a lot of people talking about October, Beth. How you doing? Happy holidays, all that Hi, good stuff. Happy holidays. So good to see you and everybody. I miss everybody. So thank you so much for tuning in and having me back. I appreciate it very much. Good to be here. Yeah. So Beth, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, a lot of people keep telling me, almost yelling at me with capital letters that Seattle is crashing and I don't understand. So I know you're in the data. I know you look every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you had your peak in June and, and things came down, but what's been going on the last eight weeks? Is it still crashing? Are we seeing a bottom? What's actually going on? Right. Uh, so it's always kind of tricky to call a bottom, but I sense we're kind of there is, is my, my experience and sense of it is telling me, am I right? Time will tell, but, um, what it is kind of important, I think to rewind all the way back to the beginning of the year. And in last January, we had the most insane, I've, I've been in the business for 25 years, just about. And in January, February, we saw the most intense spike of prices I've ever seen in my career. It was unhealthy. Like, I, I trying to ride a bucking Bronco for agents and buyers and everybody just to try to stay on top of this. Prices shot up overnight 30%. And a lot of we had it was when we started having all these bidding wars where people were paying four or five hundred thousand dollars over list price on typical homes in good areas. And it was just insanity and not sustainable and that needed to stop and that that but that wave continued for several months it was this intensity of like three days on the market if that um and very little inventory low interest rates everybody piling in it was a feeding frenzy and so we had that that incredible spike created this like big wave and increased prices year over year that went all the way through until about April is when I started seeing it start to shift this year. Um, so that was, you know, right around, it's about three, four months of intense price increases. And then that's when the interest rate started kicking in in a major way and things started um, pulling back very um, dramatically. So we saw a dramatic rise and we saw a dramatic correction too. And so it was really interesting times to be, to help my sellers and buyers navigate that transition and what to do when we're seeing things happening that aren't showing up in the data yet. There's a, people need to keep in mind that with housing data, there's a long lag because it's, it's like a big ship that kind of moves slowly or things might happen quickly, but it doesn't show up quickly in the data because it takes 30 to 45 days for pending sales to close. And then you got to compile the data and publish the report or whatever. And it takes a long time for all that to happen. 
And by that time that you see the data, something else is going on. So it's really important, I think, to know people that are right in it with boots on the ground that see what's happening in the day to day, week to week, because that's going to be a lot more impactful. Um, the Case-Shiller Index is something, you know, it just came out yesterday and everybody talks about it, but it's so far out of date that it's talking about things that we were talking about on this show several months ago. So, uh, and it, you know, we did see a very big correction from say that April, May peak down to June, July, July was where I really felt that that pain the most. And then it did continue to kind of bump along over the summer and fall. So what we are seeing as far as the Seattle area, you know, year over year in the MLS, we did a great, you know, screen share video, a few videos back if somebody wants to look at that, where we looked at the actual data from the Northwest MLS. And we saw that the November year over year data, Seattle is still positive year over year, I believe it's about 2% positive. So, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Seattle, Seattle was 6.5% positive. Sorry. And all of King County was about 1% positive year over year. That's the most recent data. Yeah. What was it peak to trough? If you have the data in front of you, don't it? So do you, do you remember like peak nuttiness in May to kind of the bottom bumping along? You think it was down 10%? No, I think it's in the hotter, In the, it's going to vary from area to area. I'm trying to find my, I don't have it right in front of me right here. So I'm just going to go off my memory, which isn't always sure. the best. But um, <laughs> I do know, like, for example, in one area right near me called Samantha, which was one of the hottest areas, we peaked around a 1.6 million or so uh, median okay. sale price. And then now we're down to about 135 in that same area, you know, so... 18 percent uh, yeah so I've, in some areas that are a little more the little more uh like i guess we'd say like tertiary i look at the rings and i look at the epicenter being like bellevue or seattle and then you have like these rings outside it you know the farther and farther out areas and some of the more farther out areas i have seen some drop um of 20 percent or more you know in some of the okay. areas that are like in the farthest reach some of the areas that saw the biggest run-up um, that also tend to be popular are first-time home buyers. Those ones I've been seeing go down potentially more peak to trough. Okay. And it's still flat year over year in those more outlying areas. It's still, a, you know, we're not necessarily at a negative price point yet, you know, year over year for median prices. Uh, but because we had that big bubble, if you will, and a bubble is one of those like, you know, words that gets people worked up you know but we did have you know if you look at the chart though there was this you know the line that came up you know this spring where we had these crazy year-over-year -year prices like that I don't, we're not going to meet that this no, you're going to be March, negative for next example year. we're going to be negative and those headlines are going to make it sound like the bottom fell out and the world is you know the the real estate world is is decimated and crashing and burning but in reality what i think we're going to see is more of a bumping along this I don't think we're, we might see a little bit of a, a increase in in price from you know month over month, but not year over year. So because typically yeah. what we see is like right now there's very little on the market. There's almost nothing has come on the market in the last several weeks. I mean it's been Christmas. We don't tend to get a lot of snow, but we did, and there was an ice storm, freak ice storm oh. stuff like that. it's just <laughs> people aren't yeah. listing their house right now because no. They, you know, like I have something that we're working on getting ready, but we got to do a lot of yard cleanup and other like there's things we got to do. So right now what happens is people are getting, so for home sellers, they're, they're past the, the holidays now. And the people that are planning on selling are just now starting to work on getting their homes ready for sale. 
And there's a lag time in that. So it takes about three, four weeks for people to start to get their houses ready to list and on the market. In our area, it requires a lot of prep. There's a lot of expectation on how a house is going to be marketed. So to do it right, it takes some time. However, buyers tend to be ready more quickly than sellers. So we're already starting to see those buyers coming back and I'm seeing showings increase. And even with the bad weather, we have people going out in the snow and ice looking at houses and stuff. So people are out there looking they're not necessarily quick to pull the trigger though. People are being very thoughtful about it, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. So, but I've definitely seen that increase in activity, big drop in listings. You know, this week we've had maybe like three or four times more pending sales than new listings in the last week. Mm. So, which yeah. kind of goes to be what to be expected with this season. So, yeah. it's a season. So, so I took a couple of things. So again, I think it's very, again, what I'm trying to parrot what I heard from you. One is Seattle, the greater area likely will show negative year on year, which is less about today and more about the nuttiness of what will be 2022, right? Yeah. 2022, January mm -hmm. to April was stupid, three, 400K average. It distorts the number. Of course, we're going to come off that in 2023. I think that's what I heard. Uh, second, it's all about inventory. And there's still not a lot of inventory on that front, Beth. I do have a question. I think about the Bay Area a lot. And I think Seattle has a lot of this as well. I think there's a white collar recession coming. I think it will be disproportionately tech focused. So you've been doing this is a little bit longer than I have. What happens if Amazon and Microsoft and other Seattle based tech companies lay off 10% or 15% or heaven forbid, 25%. Does that impact the market at all? I think it does, but what it are your does, thoughts? At least in, in certain sectors and for, uh, for a while it does, but, and we have seen some layoffs around here and there was, I think it's, there probably are some, still some anxiety. There probably is still some anxiety out there about uh, tech workers losing their jobs and getting laid off. However, that was kind of more the buzz maybe a month or so ago. Okay. And a lot of people that did lose their jobs, I, I know a lot of them, some people got laid off, but it, what we saw was that a lot of these other techs, maybe smaller tech companies, not the Amazons, but other ones that were starving for great talent or swooping in with great job offers, you know? That's what I, I, I actually see that in the Bay Area as well, right? There's a lot of talk yeah, about Yeah, I haven't seen anybody 10%. be unemployed for long. They're happier now. They're like, well, they got pay raise, they got better benefits, they got all these things, you know, because these other companies are like, yes, finally we get a chance to get the people that we've been losing to these yeah. behemoths. So, um. I think that that it does more for the psychology. It did definitely impacted the psychology and people, if they don't feel secure about their jobs, oh, generally aren't going to want to make yeah. a, a decision to purchase a house if they're not sure what their employment situation is going to be like. But once that settles down and everything seems to be okay, then they may come back in. So I am not a tech worker. So I'm just speculating and just speaking oh, yeah. about what I see out there, you know, but what yeah, I've seen, I, I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be as a, uh, catastrophic as maybe some people think yeah. it might be. I think, I think there's a good chance that Q1 kind of to your point, I think Q1, which starts in five days, if we can believe it or four days. Um, I think there's going to be more apprehension. I think there's going to be, you know, some layoffs, but to your point, I think exactly what you said happens. There's this, I'll call it second tier of, of companies who need and are hungry for tech workers who haven't been able to compete in the arms race that was Amazon and Meta and Google and Apple. Mm -hmm. 
now that those people lose, they just they just trickle down. So I think it's going to be amazing. I do think that Q1 is soft in the Bay Area uh, because I think there's going to be a lot of movement, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps. Uh, but I think I think this rolling recession, I think it hits tech in Q1, and by late Q2, it's like okay, we've got who we got. We're a little more streamlined. We're a little bit more fit. We're just going to rock and roll and go forward. Uh, you know, that's what, uh, again, I'm completely guessing here in December, but that's what I see happening next year. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, the Seattle area mirrors the, the Bay Area quite a bit. Okay. It always has, you know, so I expect that that's going to, what happens there is going to be real similar to what happens here. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You and I are going to be talking every week. We talk about Seattle, King County. Uh, Beth, where can somebody find you if they wanted to buy, sell, or just network with an amazing yeah, person? If somebody wants to reach out to me, I'm easy to find. Um, you can go to my website, bethtraversogroup.com. If you want to kind of spell my name, it's right there in the corner. So you can check that out. And I'm um, always happy to to chat with people on Facebook or other social media. Just I'm pretty easy to find out there. So Awesome. Thank you so much, Beth. Thank you.